Hey, Chad here, co-host of The Hillbilly and the Hipster. And I want to let you know that this episode's been brought to you today from the makers at St. Galgano Armory. And I encourage you to visit their Etsy store to order blacksmith merchandise. And you can do that by going to etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory. And Galgano spelled G-A-L-G-A-N-O. And a portion of all proceeds are donated to St. Stephen's Cathedral in Owensboro, Kentucky. And I want to let you know that if you use the code HILLBILLY at checkout, you'll receive 10% off. And this is some great veteran-forged, made-in-America stuff. I mean, I'm really looking to order myself a couple of these bottle openers and rebar and railroad spikes. So check them out. Again, it's etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory. And if you use the code HILLBILLY at checkout, you'll save yourself 10%. Welcome to the Hillbilly and the Hipster. My name is Chad McCool, and join with me as always is my brother from another mother, Andy Crow. Andy, how are you this evening, my brother? What is going on? It's uh it's chilly. Uh I'm a little I'm a little chilly and, and bitter inside because uh the snow stayed north of the Ohio River. So I got none yesterday and the day before like the day before all my kids' friends from from Terrell, it's like, oh, we don't have school. We don't have school. You know, we can stay home and play video games. And Turner's like, yeah, I, I gotta go to school. <laughs> we we didn't get nothing. We got some rain. It's wet. So I was I was a little bitter yesterday. I was just cold today. That wind, man, it got me. Well, the uh, the single digits and sub zero wind chills are coming here. So maybe it's headed your way a few days after. Yeah, I think it's supposed to get really cold tonight. But, like, I looked at the weather because a buddy of mine was like, hey, you want to go play golf this weekend? And I was like, dude, it's going to be cold. No, we're up in the 50s tomorrow. And, uh, like, upper 50s Saturday. So uh, I'm a little sad that I'm going to miss out on some golf action. Uh, Oh, there you go. But but for a good reason, because I'm going back to the hoot this weekend. And I'm gonna go up and see some old students and some some friends. But uh, I hate to say, most importantly, I'm going to watch my beloved Northern Iowa Panthers uh, play basketball against the Sycamores. Against the against the Sycamores. Hopefully, we'll chop some trees and spank them. But you never know. My my favorite Indiana State moment at both football. And basketball games were the uh, fear to tree <laughs> signs and t-shirts. Yeah. And of all the trees, too, like a sycamore is not one I'm going to be afraid of. No, no. It's I will say it's slightly more intimidating than the Stanford Christmas tree. Yes. Um, and I'll never understand why the, the, the Stanford has the one Christmas tree. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and and why they're not the cardinal. Yeah, they're the cardinal. Just one. Just one, not multiples. Um, but yeah, so like I don't know, man. Like 
I have, I've had so many questions about issues. And their mascot, like, it's a fox, okay? I don't, you can't tell me otherwise. Everybody's like, oh, no, Sycamore Sam's a woodland creature. No, that dude is a fox. He's a fox. You can't, you know, if anything, he's like a coyote on steroids. <laughs> but he, he's a fox. He's like, a I don't fox. care what you say. He's a blue and black like, fox. Don't don't give me this woodland creature crap. Like, I just, I've made fun of ISU for so many years. I probably shouldn't because they paid my mortgage <laughs> <laughs> for the better part of 10 years. Uh, but I have, and you know, granted, I've got a lot of a lot of friends and people I love that are diehard Sycamore fans, uh, and I pray for their salvation daily. But uh, again, yeah, going up to see my my Panthers uh, last year at the the UNI game, one of the players, uh, shout out Austin Fife, uh, is the center for UNI, and he came out after the game and was going to talk to. He had some family or friends or something that was there that we sat by um and he took time away from that to, to talk to my oldest i got a picture of him and i remember um, so this kid this kid at you and i i say kid he's he's a grown man but he's a kid to me uh he's like 610 so i mean just and he's standing on the floor right and and turner is like on the third row of the bleachers and he's still taller than Turner. <laughs> and it's like, so it's, so I, uh, I reached out to him on social media because Turner was hoping to get to meet him again. So uh, hopefully he doesn't think I'm uber creepy for, for sending him a, you know, a message on social media, but we'll see. It's not creepy at all. It, I think it would be creepy if I was like, Hey, I'm a grown man. Uh, who is old enough to be your dad? But could you could you meet me at the ball game? That would be cool. You are uh, a grown man who's old enough to be his dad. Who messaged him? Can you meet me at the ball game? But not. But I don't want him to meet me. Like it's not for me. It's for the the kid. It's always for the kid. <laughs> well, I didn't get a picture with him last time. Well, you know what? Again, Andy? it's got to be cold. But I got I got one question for you. Who day? I, 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 sir, sir, this is a family show. We're not, we're not trying to bring up rude, harsh topics that are going to make other people cry. Okay. It was a rough weekend last weekend. It was cold. It was rainy. My tears flew on Saturday, even though I got to go to midget wrestling. Um, I cried on Saturday because my giants lost. Now uh. you're just throwing salt in the wound because my, my Bills decided not to show up and play football on Sunday. Like, I don't even know what happened. I won a lunch. That's what happened. You did win a lunch. We need to, I, need to, I need to get with you on that. Matt. You did win. A, and I'm afraid to go double or nothing this week. But I'm actually – I'm, I'm on the Bengals bandwagon. Um, you know, RIP Harambe. We're gonna, oh, I, I thought we'd go double or nothing about the, the Bengals-Kansas City game, but now we're on the same side. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, I, you know, the Bengals. If they, if we might as well win it. They might as well win it for Harambe this year. <laughs> so if they do win it for Harambe, like if they do win it, I'm buying a Harambe T-shirt. I need you to be prepared. <laughs> Surprise! You'll you see. Don't have one already. If Doctor Wife would have let me got the one that I saw a couple of years ago, I would. But you'll see me running around one day with a Spurgeon shirt, one day with a parole shirt. One day with the Harambe. Next day with shirt. Harambe. 
Well, Nate, speaking of winners, uh, we had a giveaway between we last did have episode a giveaway. and this, and we we actually have a winner. It's a uh, winner, winner, not a chicken dinner, but a winner. So our Twitter handle is uh, the Twitter handle is Appalachistan. Um, he has definitely interacted with us before on a couple of episodes. Call as if you go on on the Twitter, he's called out your your hillbilly credentials once or twice. He has, yeah. He's he's given me the business. I will definitely. <laughs> Uh, even though he's he's giving me the business, I will uh, I'll go ahead and acknowledge him as friend of the show. He is a friend of the show, so we're gonna to the show. reach out to you for your for your address, and and he gets a railroad spike bottle opener, and I am enjoying my rebar bottle opener and looking at my railroad spike hooks that are proudly hung in my office that I got from Saint Galgano Armory. So Andy, let's do a little business. Let's do some business. Uh, this podcast has been brought to you today from the makers of Sa- at St. Galgano Armory. Visit their Etsy store and order blacksmith merchandise. A portion of all proceeds will be donated to St. Stephen's Cathedral in Owensboro, Kentucky. And you, the listener, can save 10% on all your purchases by entering code HILLBILLY at checkout. That's right. So you can visit their store at etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory, and that is G-A-L-G-A-N-O. Let me tell you, this stuff is great. It's uh, it's blacksmithed here in, in the U.S. I, I got a rebar bottle opener, and I've got some of these railroad spikes. Um, and, I, and I have to admit, dealing with with them has been one of the best online shopping experiences I've ever had. I mean, the communication and just is customer service is, is amazing. So uh, this is great stuff. Um, I'm... I'm Curious, I, I may be getting myself another bottle opener, get one of those railroad spike bottle openers. Because yeah, I'm I'm actually ordering one of those for myself, so I'll get the one for for our friend and and get that sent to him, and then I'm going to also order myself one. Um, also, I don't know if I'm supposed to to let this cat out of the bag, um, but we're we're looking to have we're looking to have them on here in a few episodes. But um, I I was invited to go see where the sausage gets made i'm gonna go forge my own knife uh here soon i'm pretty excited about it and i have to admit so, i'm a little jealous so you'll need to pray for me i uh you know i he he sent that to me and i i told dr wife i was like hey you know he invited me over to do this uh when he's able to get back up on his feet uh, and ashley was like oh is that something you're interested in i said honey i feel more like a man now than i ever have I go, testosterone is bumping. I'm ready to go to war. Let's do this. <laughs> With my knife. <laughs> With my knife. So, so do do check out the stuff they have there at St. Gagano Armory. Again, that's uh, Etsy.com slash shop slash St. Gagano Armory. And like Andy said, if you use the code Hillbilly at checkout, you can save yourself 10%. And just remember, uh, again, local. it's, it's local. I say local because it's local for me. Uh, lo- you know, U.S., you know, made uh, veteran owned business, you know, shout out to the, to the veterans and thank you for your service. Uh, but on top of that, a portion of everything goes back into the community to, to make it a better place. St. Stephen's does a lot of good things here in, in Owensboro. Um, and, and you can be a part of that. Well, and as my dad would say, it's American made. 
It's American made. Look, I just need you to know that on my screen you're frozen and you have the funniest face. I know. I can I'm see actually. It. I'm gonna snap a picture, and then uh, that's gonna get that's that's coming on the Twitter here lately. We have really terrible internet at the church this evening. And by here lately, I mean here later. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know how to speak. So, Andy, oh, we're gonna man. continue in the five solos, right? And so, um, you know those. Those five solas are the, you know, there are five Latin phrases that uh, came to light during the Protestant Reformation that really were just, it was as an emphasis of the distinctions between them, the early reformers, and the Roman Catholic Church. Um, Shout out, Martin sola, Luther. Yeah, the word sola is the Latin word for only and uh, was used uh, in relation to these key, key teachings. And tonight, it's a uh, solo Solo Christo or Solus Christus. Um, and it really means what does it mean, Andy? Oh, that was my cue. I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant you just you lobbed it up for me to ooh, you gave me the alley, and there was just no oop on my end. That's my bad. Uh Solus Christus means Christ alone. That's right, Christ alone. Um, so to to uh steal from Mark Driscoll, Christ alone means it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And so with that, uh, have a good week. Uh, you can reach out. Yeah. To- <laughs> this is this concludes this week's podcast. <laughs> but it's true. I no. mean, it's, it's all about Jesus. There's nothing else. Go, go ahead. Well, I, you know, I laugh because, you know, we could and we really we could have ended the podcast like we explained it. It's all about Jesus. Uh, but so many of, of churches it's not all about Jesus. It's all about politics or, you know, we're keyboard warriors and, you know, all this other stuff. And, you know, there are a few people that we both know within ministry that their ministry has just gone off the rails because it's become about everything but Jesus, right? It's become this, well, you know, Jesus, you know, God's a woman or, uh, uh, you know, well, let's, let's talk about what clothing is appropriate and let's talk about how, you know, this is America and people can do what they want and blah, blah, blah. And we're talking about that from the pulpit instead of Christ only. I mean, I, I know I went through a class, um, and I'll never forget was Bob Weeks taught it, um, who, who was with the, uh, Indiana Southern Baptist Association, uh, mentor of mine. I love Bob to death. And I remember sitting in a class and he was like, look, if you can preach a sermon without Jesus, please, for the love of God, don't preach it. Yeah. Don't do it. And he goes and regardless of what scripture. And I mean, he didn't, he didn't come up with this. Obviously it's, it's been around, but it just sticks with me with him saying it, no matter what scripture you preach old Testament or new Testament, you preach it, you start there, but you when you get ready to end, you better make a beeline for the cross. Yeah, you point them to Christ. I mean, everything that we do should should center around Christ. And it's really right? not that difficult a task because even preaching through the Old Testament, you know, I, I'm preaching through Daniel right now, and and it all points to Jesus. Oh yeah, no, Connor is uh, Pastor Connor at my church here in. In the borough, man, he uh, we're, we're in a seven-week study through Revelation, and it 
it all, I mean, I mean, it's pretty obvious that that points to Christ, but Daniel and Revelation go, go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. When we get through, when we get through Daniel, I'll be starting Revelation, although I'll be in it a little bit longer than seven weeks. I think I don't, I could, I don't, I don't think I could, I couldn't, uh, with condense it that far down. So I think I'm looking at about seven months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I, yeah. I mean, I, but I get it because I'm also the guy that it took me almost two full years to preach through the book of Acts. And then another 18 months to go through the book of Mark. So, I mean, I, you know, I extend stuff. Yeah. And I, w- I was talking to a bunch of guys today and they, they we were talking about this very topic about taking long books and are you going to go through, you know, the two or three year plan with it or do you chunk it up? And and some guys are really good at condensing it and, and getting that point across and just kind of chunking it up. And, but I don't, I don't and think there's it. a right or a wrong way to do it. No, absolutely not. Um, and and really, I'll mix it up because there are some times that I'll literally go verse by verse um, and do true expository. And then there are weeks that I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and hit all of this in one fatal swoop. Mm. So I think I think you can do both. But regardless of, you know, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, whatever, it, it should center around Jesus. Amen. And you know, when we when we're talking about the five solas, right? Every one of these doctrines is vital. Um, but if you were to throw any one of them away, right, or or veer off of them, right, it, it leads it leads to fatal errors in a false gospel that that can't save. And I think if we were to pick, like I said, each and every one of these is vital, but I mean, if you don't get this one right, oh yeah, I, I you don't I really have much is... hope. I think this is number one, which is ironic that it's number four in our our series, <laughs> four out of five. But I think it's number one, and I think everything else is is one a. Right? I mean, because without Christ, we just get them pulled up here. So without Christ, there is no scripture. Right, and 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 that when you when you back up, um, when you know when you look at that solo Cristo, right that. It it affirms this doctrine affirms that we we are saved by Christ alone, apart from the works of any one person or any other person, and Jesus alone. Right, He is the King of Kings, and that's, absolutely you know, we see that in Revelation nineteen sixteen. Right, in Revelation nineteen sixteen says on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Absolutely, but again, you know, you take out Christ, there is no scripture. You take out Christ. What is there to have faith in? You take out Christ, grace doesn't exist. And you take out Christ, it's really hard for God to get all the glory when he doesn't exist. Amen. So, again, you take out, like, could you take out scripture and and keep Christ? It's going to be hard, right? But, you know, some would say yes. And, you know, there are people that don't have faith that, that believe that Jesus, you know, was at least a man, right? But if you take out Christ, it takes out everything. Absolutely. And so I mean, that, and again, that's one of the the reasons that he 
is the cornerstone of our faith. You know, if you look at the at the building, when you start a foundation for a building, and I'm going to talk like I know what I'm talking about as someone who has built zeros and zeros of buildings. Um, but when you build a building, you have to start off with, you know, a cornerstone. And it has to be square and level. And so, but, and without that cornerstone, the foundation is just screwed. Mm. Right. You, you know, you're in your building is going to stay standing and upright for tens of seconds. Right. And so just like with, with a building, your faith has to start with a cornerstone and that cornerstone is Christ. He sets a baseline for everything else in this construction project that we call life. And when you look at the gospel, Right, the the good news of the gospel. That, that good news is not what what we have to do or what we must do for God. The gospel is really about what God what God has done for us. And that you know, I think so many times we look at salvation and we see it as as about us and as it it's it's all about Jesus. Um, you know, salvation isn't essentially about us. It's all about Jesus. And and I think what we've lost the mark sometimes and even in churches and what you were talking about, about preaching before, but in everything we do, not just, not just preaching in everything we do, Christ, Christ has to be supreme. Oh, absolutely. And it, and it doesn't stop at church. When you go home and you're at home with your family, Christ has to be the center of that. When you go to your job, your, your late job that you have with, you know, doing whatever, like, I, again, I, I work in probation and parole for the Commonwealth. Um, everything I do has to be related, you know, be, be focused through Christ. The way I treat my clients, the way that, that I, I look at them and I act toward them, uh, the way that I try to help them, it all has to be centered around Christ. Uh, the way that you treat th that customer at the store when you're at the grocery store and that customer is behind you in line and all you want to do is turn around and tell that customer exactly what you think. Like Christ has to be at the center of how you handle that person. Yeah, it makes me you know, think of two things that Paul Paul writes in Colossians 1, I think it's verse 18, that that he, Jesus, Jesus, is, he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Oh, absolutely. And it reminds me of uh, a Luther quote that Martin Luther wrote saying that I must listen to the gospel because it tells me not what I must do, but what Jesus Christ, the son of God, has done for me. Oh, absolutely. That's beautiful. And I think that's from Luther's commentary on Galatians, if I'm not mistaken. I just, it really breaks my heart when the, the bride of Christ takes Christ out of everything. When it becomes more about social justice or when it becomes more about political parties. And I'm, I'm talking both sides of the aisle. I'm not just shooting down liberals and i'm not just beating up on conservatives right yeah. i'm talking both sides of the aisle when they when they make the church about their agenda rather than christ's agenda and sadly i think some of them 
seem to think their agenda and Christ's agenda matches up. And getting through to them is, is harder and harder because, you know, culture says, well, what I think is right, regardless. And we've fallen into that. Well, I think we see that trend is so much as the placating the culture. It's almost like the, the, here I go railing on social media, the social media sort of, you know, the, the, the dopamine, dopamine hits for likes. That's kind of, uh, transformed into the pulpit like i'm gonna say these things to get likes i'm gonna say these things to keep behinds in the seats and and that's what it is it's become butts in the seats how is it that we get butts in the seat you know we see a family of four walk in and then you know they come for a couple weeks and if they miss a week we're so scared that they're leaving not because we want to serve with them not because you know, we want to get them plugged in and see where they're at spiritually, but because, man, I bet they would tithe. So or, I, I know this is going to fall off the, the course a little bit, maybe be a rabbit trail, but why do you think so many of these, these guys in the pulpits are doing this about, you know, they're they're blatantly preaching a false gospel and saying things that Jesus discounted and, and condemned and and railed against in his own ministry, but yet they're preaching these things as if it comes from Christ to placate the masses. So I, I think there's two reasons. Um, and I think it's different for each one of these reasons. Um, so let's look at churches that are the size that you and I have pastored in. Sure. If one or two families leave those churches, that affects the church's bottom line. That affects, like, they, you know, if, if a church under 100, right, say you have 85 to 100 people, you know, if one or two families leave, that is, there's a good possibility that those are your main volunteers for your VBS, your potluck committee, um, cleaning the church, like all of that, you know, the same five or six people do everything mentality. Um, So there's a chance that they're leaving. And really, if you lose one or two families, that could affect financially that church. And so you're worried about the church's finance. You're worried about your paycheck. And so you start preaching things and you start believing things that are going to appeal to the masses a little more because people like fluff and are way more inclined to sit and listen to it rather than me stepping on your toes and telling us what we need to hear. Well, yeah, because we want our ears tickled. Right. And, and they're getting tickled everywhere. So they should be tickled in church, particularly with a very consumeristic culture and a consumer mindset when it comes to church. And, and I'll admit this, um, you know, I, I sort of was a, a third way preacher for a while. I I wasn't going completely off the rails, but I softened, you know, what I thought about soft softening the rhetoric and potentially, you know, softening God's word so I I could maintain orthodoxy, but preach it in a what I thought was a more palatable uh package. Mm-hmm. Really, I was convicted because what I well, ultimately what I was doing was taking Christ out of it. Uh, no, I'm I'm been right there with you. 
And, um, and I uh, think, th- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, no. And I'm just saying it was, it was so convicting that now I, I've been accused of being, you know, backwoods, fire and brimstone. Hey, and revivalist. We, you know, look, we've joked about starting that church. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't tempt me with a good time. Um, but then, you know, like we left Sunday night last week. I say we, like you were here. I left Sunday night last week and I was talking to a couple of the the people in in our group and we were like, well, now that our toes hurt. Ah. And so we're going through a Tim Rayner book. Uh, I am a church member. And uh, the chapter that we were on was, you know, I will not look for a church based solely on my wants and desires or something to that effect. And it talks about how, you know, if the worship isn't exactly how we want it. And yeah. if the kids program isn't exactly how I would do it, uh, you know, I'm going to find look for a church based on that because it fits me, right? Not because I need to fit with Christ, but, but I want Christ to fit me. Um, and so we just all walked out. There's like seven of us that are like, well, now that my toes have been stepped on. So, but I, again, I think I think the financial aspects of it and the volunteer aspect of it, and then if you look at churches that are just what, what are deemed mega churches, you want to build. They want to build a platform. They want to be these rock star Stephen Furtick wannabes and um, all the other Joel Osteen Stephen Furticks that have these big cult esque followings but don't really preach sustenance, but they have the popularity and they have the money and they have this, that, and everything else. And so I think the, I really think those are the two motivations behind the, the lack of Jesus that we see in the American church. And the sad thing is that we see so many guys in, in normal churches, right. You know, under a hundred, um, trying that same thing to to build that platform with their you know 30 followers um and you know in, instead of really taking that time to really shepherd their flock because you know I know a guy that for years he he'd carry on these Twitter conversations uh, yeah and it was definitely on Twitter um with you know quote unquote rock star pastors and and it was always crickets. Like he'd he'd be the first one to comment on something they said, and he's like reaching out to them, and and he he'd name drop them as if they were his friends, but then you'd look at it, and he never got anything back. You know, they'd never acknowledge him, and I I used to just I it was so sad. Oh yeah, no, it it happens more often than we we care to admit that it happens. Um. And and it all spawns from and, and again I I will say it much like like everything else like it's it's a heart issue mm. the heart uh, we've gotten so accustomed to uh, uh, a godless society that it's just it's second nature to us now and it has become less and less about. Christ in me and more and more about me in the world. Yeah. And, and, and it's hard to fathom that because, right. Because from, from top to bottom, the gospel lifts up Christ 
and Christ alone, right? He's the one who came, you know, who came from heaven to 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 look for us, right? To seek the lost, like it says in in, in Luke nineteen, because the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost, and and Christ is the one who perfectly obeyed the law and christ is the one who was crucified and christ is the one who rose again and christ is the one who's coming back and we we are recipients of this gift of radical grace right well let's be let's be honest you you lean way more calvinistic than i do um but i think where we both can agree is i did not choose christ amen I did not wake up one morning and go, you know what I need in my life? This fella named Jesus. Because I just can't do it on my own. Because at no point in my life, other than a few teachers who told me that I'd end up in prison by the time I'm 18, 19 years old, which jokes on you, I'm on the other side. <laughs> um, uh, but other than those teachers, but like family and people that I respected, right? There was nothing I couldn't do. Yeah. Um, and, and and we tell our kids, oh, you can do anything you want to do. Well, especially you know what in you America. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you can't do? You can't get into heaven. Right? I didn't wake up one morning and be like, you know what? I'm going to go to heaven, so I guess I need this Jesus fella. No, 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 no. Jesus came for me. And he sought me out. And he, to use to to use a term that that you would use so often, uh, he wooed me, yeah, right to to him, uh, and at that point it's my choice to accept or to not, to give in or to walk away, um, and I think everybody, you know, Christ, he came for all of us, right? It, it's not an, an an elite club that he's like, you know, we're not picking dodgeball teams in PE class where Jesus is picking all the good ones. Um no, he's taking he's picking the the he's picking the scrawny kid that you yeah. know is gonna get <laughs> the last pick melted. Um but yeah I I didn't choose Jesus. Jesus chose me chose Amen. me. Amen. And and you know and he, he chooses you if you're listening out here um and and you've never given your life to christ and decided to to follow him uh he is calling to you now and it is your choice whether you listen but it is it it is the greatest choice you will ever make to to accept the invitation of free life the, the invitation to uh spread this good news uh here on earth an invitation to to walk through the gates one day and spend eternity in heaven with, with the saints who have gone before us, uh, worshiping Jesus and just having a party. I know we talked about what heaven would be like in one of our early episodes. So you can go check that out where we're all going to get a pinto and a hot dog and an ice cream cone, according to a former student of mine. <laughs> I didn't choose the pinto life, right? The, the pinto life chose me. Uh, and and really, the more and more I think about that, the more thankful I am, because left to my, you know, I tell my clients on the daily, left to my own devices, and only by the grace of God, is oh, I am where I am. Because left to my own devices, 
I'd probably be on the other side of my desk. Right. Absolutely. Left to my own devices. I am hell bound waiting to spend eternity in eternal torment away from my savior. What I think about God, sorry. No, but, but by the grace of God through faith in Christ alone, I have so much more to look forward to. Amen. I mean, God's word tells us, scripture tells us, right, that Jesus alone is our high priest, right? Jesus alone is our redeemer. And he's he's the only way, right? He is the sole mediator between us and God. And I think that when you see people who try to, to usurp Jesus's position or or even share in those positions right it it, it it's blasphemy um, oh absolutely and and when we assign when we assign those roles the role of high priest the role of redeemer the role as a soul mediator to someone else um it's just as blasphemous because it's jesus it's christ and christ alone that saves well i mean look at the fall that happened i mean he decided, you know, Satan decided that, you know, he was made this this angel with this musical gift and the most beautiful of all the angels, and that wasn't enough. He decided that he was going to overthrow, and then was cast out. Yeah. I just when, yeah, I mean, when you start assigning or, or taking credit for things that that we have no control over, again, it's blasphemous, and and. That's a road that I I am not brave enough to walk down. No, and when we see when we see Satan's first act in scripture, right, in the in the garden, when the temptation of Adam and Eve, um, right before the fall, I mean his his MO is the same that it is still today. It was to usurp the family, right? It was to usurp that marriage. You know, which which culture has been trying to do for the longest time. And he didn't go to Adam directly. He, he went to Eve, not because Eve was the one who was going to be easier to fool or easier to trick or she wasn't strong enough. But he did it to break. To, to break a trust, to break that that marital covenant. Mm-hmm. So Eddie, I'm going to read to you from the good old Baptist faith and message. Love it. Are we doing the the BFNM from two thousand? Okay, I didn't know if we were sixteen nineteen or what. No, not the sixteen eighty nine. This is the this is the Southern Baptist Convention's Baptist Faith and Message from the year two thousand, and it says in in section two, part B, God the Son, Christ is the eternal Son of God. In His incarnation as Jesus Christ, He was conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus perfectly revealed and did the will of God, taking upon himself human nature with its demands and necessities and identifying himself completely with mankind, yet without sin. He honored the divine law by his personal obedience, and in his substitutionary death on the cross, he made provision for the redemption of men from sin. He was raised from the dead with a glorified body and appeared to his disciples as the person who was with them before his crucifixion. He ascended into heaven and is now exalted at the right hand of God, where he is the one mediator, fully God, fully man, 
in whose person is affected the reconciliation between God and man. He will return in power and glory to judge the world and to consummate his redemptive mission. He now dwells in all believers as the living and ever-present Lord. That's a good word. That is a good word because, because, you know, no matter what we do, right, even, even the best of us, no matter what we do, and no matter how faithful we are, in the end, we are unworthy servants. And we see that in, in Luke, in Luke 17 says, so you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. And so no matter how good we are, we're still not worthy. And Christ and Christ alone is that worthy one. And left you speechless. You did. Keep going because I'm looking something up. Well, I'll close with this. But my little thing is Revelation 5.9 um, says, And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Because... So, no, go ahead. No, like I said before, from, from top to bottom, from beginning to end, the gospel, the good news lifts up Christ and Christ alone. So I'm, I'm going to leave you with this. It's it's a stanza from uh, from a praise and worship song. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love. Through the storm, he is Lord. He is Lord of all. And so I... I we are hymns and hymns only on this podcast. Well, I thought I'd, I, I thought I'd try. To, I'm a youth pastor, okay. I tried to slip something new in, and by new, I think that was early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> the, those 40 year old contemporary songs. <laughs> no, don't bring that new damn fangled stuff in here. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, you know, whenever when I hear Christ alone, right? When I hear Solo Cristo. That that's that's what comes to mind. The the Christ being our cornerstone. So us who are weak are made strong not from lifting weights and, and power lifting and you know Barry Bonds in it taking the steroids. I went there, don't judge me. But we are made strong because our cornerstone has stabled us that we're no longer waving in the wind, you know, being beaten by the waves that through the storm, he is Lord and has made us whole. And it is through him alone. I I once heard it put this way. We are the turmoil and he is the peace. That's a good one. I like that. That, that, that might make its way into our Twitter handle or bio. That, that's a that's a Twitter bio if I've heard one. Well, Andy, and speaking of speaking right. of Twitter, speaking of Twitter, Chad, where can they find us on the Twitter? Well, you could be like friend of the show, Appalachistan, and reach us out at the Twitter uh, at Hill Hipster Pod. 
Did you just make fun of me for saying the Twitter? No, reach us out at the Twitter is what I was <laughs> laughing at. That whole that it's whole late phrasing. here. It's late here yeah, in East San Francisco. <laughs> it's it's no, I feel you. It's late here too. Um, so later here. Our Twitter handle is at Hill Hipster Pod, or you can email us. Uh, you can reach us, and our email address is hillhipsterpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the veteran forged and goods for at St. Galgano Armory. You can reach them at etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory. Well, man, I... I really appreciated this time we have together. I, you know, I appreciate it tonight. Um, just this topic. I mean, it's it's one that we're both fairly passionate about, and we should be rightfully so. Um, but no, I just you know I don't say it enough. I appreciate this time uh, every week, and I know this isn't the only time we talk through the week. Um, I like to to wake you up on my way to work. <laughs> um, but you know, this, there's just something special about this time, and I, you know, I'm excited that these people can can come and and deal with our ramblings and and laugh at us like we laugh at each other, um, and then have some serious moments too. Uh, but on that note, my friend, I love you. I love we'll you talk too. Soon, and uh, I'll see you, at Denny's. I'll see you at Denny's. Be blessed. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>